Hey, all you Genesis Gemsters. Hulkula here, dude. I wanted to give a big shout-out to Brody Pedal Brother. He's the latest Gemster to join our Patreon patrons. Thank you, Brody, for being a gem, dude. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Gems episode 61. I am one of the co-hosts, Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron! Hey guys, how's it going? Aaron's here, alright. After we've uh, rescheduled this podcast about three or four times, we're finally here. <laughs> That's right. Third yeah. time's the charm, fourth time? I guess so. Usually well, we... You get three uh, three wishes, right? That's how it usually <laughs> works. Yeah, usually we postpone these because it's a game we don't want to play, but I don't think that was the case this time. <laughs> Just Maybe bad. for you. Spoiler. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, just bad timing, I think. But uh, yeah, we're here. We're going to be covering Aladdin on the Genesis. Uh, a lot of feedback on this one. Seems like a pretty popular Genesis game, so this is going to be a good one. Pretty fun to get going. So, uh, but how, how have you been, Aaron? Man, I've been doing pretty good. Nothing uh, uh, nothing too crazy in my life. Uh, I did get to see uh, some friends of mine play live. Uh, get to see a band based out of Chicago. Uh, and they came down to San Antonio last week, so awesome uh, rock and roll band. Just a, a two-piece, but uh, they almost uh, like a two-piece version of the Queens of the Stone Age. It's oh, that's cool. Really good stuff. That's about the closest I can compare it to. Queens of the Stone Age, man. Yeah. I only had that one album they came out with that was real popular when Dave Grohl was drumming on that one song. <laughs> but uh, it was good. No one knows. No one knows. Yes. Yeah, th- then I had. But uh, uh, their latest album's actually really good. Yeah, and then uh, he he also was the lead singer. I can't remember the guy's name for a group called Them Crooked Vultures, which was Dave Grohl and drums and uh, um, all the bass player from Led Zeppelin. Was lost, lost his name, John Paul. Jones. Yes, John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones got it. Yeah, that was a heck of a band. Nice little throwback there. So, yeah, I watched a live band tonight. Sort of. There was a new Italian restaurant in town just opened up, and uh, my dad's watching my kids. So my wife and I decided to go out for a dinner. Walked into this new Italian restaurant, and this guy and uh, these two guys were playing. Um, this is like a setup for a joke, right? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but a guy was playing guitar, and another guy was playing saxophone, and uh, you could tell they were music majors. They had you know, sheet music and everything in front of them. Oh <laughs> shoot, that's the greatest. <laughs> very, very good. Very, uh, just very uh, quiet. And I'm shocked the saxophone player wasn't real loud. My uh, my dad plays saxophone a lot, and they get real loud. But uh, that guy controlled his volume very well. It was very peaceful. So nothing. Uh, Nothing cool like a rock band, but you know, did see some loud music. That's all right, man. The it was crazy because like I was talking to him the whole time. They're like, "Where's our sound guy?" Because it was a free show, <laughs> and uh, it turns out like the the venue forgot to tell their sound guy there was a, a show that night, yeah. and so their backup sound guy was like, uh, he showed up about an hour and a half after they were supposed to start. Jeez, I was just glad I had the next day off because <laughs> man, that thing ran late. <laughs> yeah, sound guys, man. You either get a really good one or a really bad one. <laughs> it's like or they're really good and they're really cranky. <laughs> yeah. Like anything you do is like, you got to turn that down. Turn that, you know, no, I can't do that. It's like they don't want to tell you how to play your music. Yeah. Oh, man. Anything exciting uh, on your front? 
Uh, not really. I've been doing my new job for about a month and a half now, so that's been good. A little less stress, but you know, learning a whole new business is a little crazy on the head, but I'm getting through it. Nothing too bad. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Any uh, games you've been playing lately? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll get into that Sega Snippets. Actually, Ooh. no, 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 no. I, th- this isn't Sega Snippets. I finally picked up uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, I was kind of hesitant. So, like both of our, one of our favorite series. Both yeah, yeah. Well, I heard bad things about it. and uh, Well, not bad, but you know, all the critics were giving it like 6 out of 10, 7 out of 10s. And uh, I gotta say, I'm pretty pretty happy with it. It's uh, not, not as good as the trilogy with the Commander Shepard, but uh, this guy's pretty cool. Um, it's about a guy named the Pathfinder, and they're trying to find new planets to terraform yeah, after the big Mass Effect like a, uh, trilogy thing. So it's pretty cool. It's, it's a brother and sister, right? Yeah, so you pick a female or a male, and one comes out of the cryogenic you know, freeze tube, or the other one doesn't. So, and you, um, you know, your your dad's kind of in the beginning of the story as a he's the Pathfinder, and it's pretty cool. So, I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. I've just got done playing a little bit ago. Actually, it's a uh, there's some wonky controls in it and some <laughs> weird. Uh, I've heard some there's some funny bugs in there. There's some weird bugs like uh, you got this new vehicle called a Nomad, which is a lot like the uh, Mako uh, from Mass Effect One. The, and, uh, the uh, drunk truck. Yeah. And when you, st- like, if you see some enemies out, you know, kind of ahead of you, and you, you stop it and you jump out of it, like, it just, it just, like, jumps your guys out of it real fast. And uh, I'm constantly seeing my uh, my companions, or whatever you call them, just automatically just kind of appear in front of me out of nowhere. It's, it's a little buggy, but it still plays pretty good. The AI is not the best. I've snuck up on guys before and just, you know, killed them with that little omni-tool blade thing you have. But, uh, Here's an yeah. important question. Does it feel like Mass Effect fan fiction? I, maybe, maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, I, I love Mass Effect, but I am enjoying it. Um, it's definitely not a not a Mass Effect 1 or 3. But, yeah. Um, I did like 2, too. But, you know, 1 was huge because it was the first one, and 3 was epic. My goodness, 3 was good. And, uh, yeah, it's okay. It, it definitely, if you're a Mass Effect fan, go play it. It's definitely, yeah. definitely I feels like Still need to try it, but if if we wanted to tie it back into Sega somehow, eventually we're gonna get Nick Stevens to play Starflight, and we're gonna cover <laughs> it on this show. Yes, we are. It's gonna happen because that's will. like proto Mass Effect. I need I need <laughs> to play it. I keep I keep I'll pop it in every now and then. I'll get started. I'm just like nah, I don't have time to do that today. <laughs> yeah, it's really uh, yeah. There's that initial learning curve, but once you figure things out. You kind of settle into a groove, and you're like, "Man, now I'm actually having fun. I'm mining different planets and finding different resources and making a chunk of change." And should I try it with like a game fact or something? Would that help? Yeah, okay. it, this is one of those games where it does help to have a map, and and the the guide to the game isn't really complex. It just kind of gives you some pointers, kind of like okay. the manual would do, I think, but maybe a little more in depth, um, but without spoilers. I'm pretty sure. Very nice. So yeah, I definitely need to try that. But guys, if you'd like to check us out, go on the web at www.genesisgymspodcast.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgymspodcast. Join our group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgyms. Send us an email at genesisgymspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengyms. Check us out on YouTube, which we have out there. Just type go to youtube.com, type in genesisgyms or channels out there. Uh, we are on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, and we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. 
until um, they kick us out. Exactly. So I, <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to jump into the next segment because I could. I'm getting excited to talk about this. Uh, the next segment is Sega snippets. Test one two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega snippets. I wanted to talk about something cool I did last weekend. Uh, well, I, I can preface the story a little bit. My, my son, we video did a video of him when he was two years old, and uh, he was playing uh, playing air guitar on a plastic shovel, and it was the most hilarious thing in the world because he's head banging and, and kind of getting down low, crouching, playing <laughs> it. It was just funny. We put it on the internet, nothing happened. Well, gosh, what was that? Six years later, uh, it went viral, and um, I. S- I signed over the rights to this company called Storyfolder on the web storyful.com and they were able to sell the video to the New York Post. They're trying some other things. And I ended up getting a couple hundred dollars out of this, which I thought was really cool. So instead of uh, doing anything personal with it, I told my son, hey, let's go let's go have a day. Um, we'll go have breakfast, which he loves Cracker Barrel. Did that, and I took him to Toys R Us, which is the first part of my Sega story. Uh, See, I, th- I thought it was going to be like uh, an episode of The Simpsons where you decide <laughs> to buy like 300 tacos. That that, that would have been a good Saturday, <laughs> too. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he spent like two hours at Toys R Us picking out a toy. But I was able to snag a uh, Sonic Amiibo, which I've been looking for for a while. I haven't seen them at uh, GameStop or Walmart. They've been on the web. They've been going for like 15 or 20 bucks. But uh, Toys R Us had it for $6. It's kind of cool. So I got a Sonic Amiibo. Now I'm using uh, a Sonic costume when I play Mario Kart on the Switch. So keep it Sega over in the Mario world. <laughs> but the uh, another cool part of the story is that they were having a retro gaming convention uh, right there in Huntington, West Virginia, close to where I live. So my son and I uh, went down there. And I got to meet up with uh, Matt Daly, who listens to the show, who's part of the Retro Junkies Network. And uh, we hung out for a few minutes, and I was actually able to hand him the Retro Junk Box that we're going around right now instead of, <laughs> instead of mailing it to him. So that it's was a really, handoff. That's great. Yeah, it was really cool. So we, we uh, you know, looked around for a little while. I did get some Sega games when I was there. I picked up, um, well, I already had this game, but they had it complete in box for $3, and I couldn't give it up because it's one of my favorite uh, childhood basketball games. It was uh, Jam It! on the Sega Genesis. It's, uh, it doesn't hold up real well, but I love this game as a kid, so I picked that up. And then I got uh, the Williams Greatest Arcade Hits and uh, uh, the Power Rangers game, which I've had that before, but I end up, for some reason, giving it away or selling it a lot, so I got it again. So <laughs> I picked up those three games, but uh, that's kind of my Sega story for the for the time. I really had a good time at that, uh, just a whole Saturday hanging out with my son and then uh, you know, seeing Matt again. We got the, you know, I know you and I met Matt down in Kentucky uh, when, we yeah. had, when we had the Retro Junkies booth down there, so that was cool. And he's a, he's a super guy and appreciate all he does for the community and always is a uh, supporting us genesis gems and everything so yeah big shout out matt that's awesome yeah i can't wait till uh, i get that junk box oh, thing yeah. i think aren't we gonna be uh doing a patreon junk box here yes we are i got a stack of stuff right here beside me actually i'm looking at some really cool stuff that i'm gonna be putting in a box soon um we have a few listeners who will be eligible for that but i'm also gonna uh, expand it a little bit uh, seeing if uh having some people kind of do some things that will help get into that. I, I don't, one of the tiers on our Patreon was that we would start a junk box. We don't have a lot of people at that tier right now. So we're, I'm going to think of a creative way to get that going. But yeah, I do have some really cool stuff sitting here um, to put in that junk box. So yeah. And was that kind of Sega snippets? I think For me. It? Yeah. Uh, my Sega snippets, man. Um, not too much Sega related. 
you know, I got to play some uh, Sonic games. I don't have Sonic Mania on PC yet, kind of kicking myself, but uh, <laughs> I get paid on Friday here. I, that's going to be one of my first pickups. But uh, the kids were playing uh, Sonic Generations, and uh, yeah. we had a, a playlist of music going uh, this weekend, some uh, Sonic music, and, and in the car too. So it was, <laughs> was kind of great. And, and we ended up watching a pretty in-depth video about uh, Michael Jackson's involvement with uh with sega and sonic 3 and kind of untangling that whole mess of a story because it's really (laughs) not that straightforward it's more like he wanted to do music and then he kind of had to you know he had ideas he had to back out and then his his sound writing team actually helped uh write some tunes and some of those tunes later got reused for actual michael jackson songs yep like uh, somewhere in Moscow. <laughs> That's good stuff. The more you know. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, you know, besides playing our pick this week, our glorious pick, <laughs> um, no, not not too much uh, Sega related. I do have two uh, Sega music projects. Well, one's a Sega music project uh, coming up here, where I'm gonna be doing something cool with some other Sega musicians. So stay tuned for that, and then, boy, uh, once I actually get to finish my TurboGrafx-16 album, I owe some of our Patreon listeners some songs, <laughs> and I promise you guys that will be my next project after I finish my album. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, you guys need to go over and check that out. That's going to be awesome. So uh, I, I did have one thing I was going to mention. This is kind of random, but... Uh, I did get my Dreamcast out of storage. It's all hooked up. I'm kind of excited. Maybe do some more Patreon episodes. Some Dreamcast games I'm pulling out. So, <laughs> very excited about that. Dreamcast is now hooked up. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. I love me some Dreamcast. I do too. I do too. I uh, before I moved into the smaller house, I had just bought a. Oh, what's the name of the game called? Oh, Omicron. Omicron. Um, yeah, I'm a crown, the one with David yeah. Bowie in it. Yeah, David Bowie. So I, I played a little bit David of this. David Cage game, right? Yep, love David Cage games. So I'm kind of excited to dig back into it. it. It didn't control the best when I first started it up, but I'm very, it's very... It's like a, a worse controlling Shenmue, right? Yeah, I'm very intrigued by this game. Um, it just looks crazy. I, maybe we'll cover that soon on Patreon if we can, but uh, very excited to try that game out. So, cool. I do want to jump back. I got out of order a little bit here. Um, we had some listener business. Sorry, guys. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is uh, Patreon. We had a new patron, uh, Tyler J. is doing the $5 a month. So thank you so much, Tyler. That uh, gets him the uh, the Dia song. Gets him a Landon Hawkster shout-out. So he gets right there into that uh, tier. So thank you, Tyler. Really appreciate that. It's really funny because every now and then we'll have someone drop their, their donation. And then, like, literally the next day someone new pops in so it's been very consistent really cool um i also want to say a big thanks to johnny townsend uh he uh, i haven't sent these out yet so jared and daniel uh sorry but johnny did some personalized art uh, he and i worked something out there and uh daniel tolan said he likes space harrier so uh, johnny did a real cool cartoon of space harrier and then uh jared said he liked uh, all this tank from some game i can't remember <laughs> And uh, Johnny was it made like Herzog Zwei. Oh, no. What was that? No. Jared's gonna kill me because he's mentioned this to me twice. Let me, I'm gonna pop this up while we're sitting here talking. <laughs> uh, was it like an Abrams? Was oh. it? Was there a tank game on? Uh, Jared, where's he at? 
maybe Super Swiv was it? It was uh, Granada. The, oh, Granada. Okay, the take right. for Granada, yeah. And Johnny did a heck of a heck of a drawing of that. So and he, Johnny from uh, Retro Bliss. He, he's, yeah, Retro Bliss. Yeah, he does yeah. great art. Yeah, so like he, he sends these. They're almost like little baseball cards. So I, I bought a few of those off of him with the patron. Uh, some of the patron donations, and that will be going right to those guys. Once I get it in the mail, sorry guys, <laughs> you may be getting two things this month. <laughs> um, another thing, we got an iTunes review. This is the first one in a while, and I haven't, I didn't beg for it, so it's really cool. Uh, this colon comes from Akuma Joe 100. Uh, he, t- uh, they titled it like "Hanging with Best Friends," and it says, ne- "Never have I ever had so much fun listening to a bunch of host heads in my life. Feels like I'm just hanging out and chatting with my best buds." About Sega games and random other fun stuff. Snailed it. So uh, thanks for that, Akuma Joe. And one more thing. We do have another email. Appreciate this. Let me open this up. This was about our Sports Talk Baseball uh, uh, episode. And this comes from Tim McGowan. Uh, Tim says, I know I'm late to the party, but I have so many awesome memories from this title, talking about Sports Talk Baseball. I also had an NES before my Genesis, but I picked this game up early on. I love retro baseball games and had most of them at one time or another, including Frank Thomas, Big Hurt Baseball, MLBPA, RBI Series, and Bases Loaded, to name a few. My favorite, like Nick, is King Griffey Baseball and still play it to this day. Winning run was horrible. But Sports Talk is one of my favorite gen gems. 100% gem. The late 80s and early 90s was the most exciting time in baseball for me. That's why I love these games. Teams seemed larger than life back then. I could talk these games for hours, so awesome to hear the excitement in you. I feel myself. Thank you, Tim McGowan. Tim, that's awesome. I am right on board with you. Baseball games are awesome, retros ones especially. And I 100% agree with your comment on King Griffey. The first one's great. Winning run sucked. So there you go. <laughs> first one had the better soundtrack, too. Yes, it did. <laughs> Sad. And uh, before we get into the Ask Aaron <laughs> portion... Uh, I did want to mention something that I should have mentioned on Sega Snippets, but I just found a ROM hack that someone just released. Released. Relieved. Uh, <laughs> someone just released. Uh, yeah, so, you know, there's, there, there's Zombies Ate My Neighbors, which we haven't covered yet, but we will. Uh, well, someone went ahead and made, they call it a sequel. There's actually a sequel to the game on the Super Nintendo called Goal Patrol. Not as good. But someone went ahead and used the assets from Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Uh, they called it Zam 2. <laughs> and uh, they've uh, basically, yeah, it's a hack of Zombies Ate My Neighbors. So uh, you can pop on over to romhacking.net. Now, <sighs> I hope that's for Sega Genesis. If not, I'm going to feel dumb. <laughs> it, they might have done a hack of the Super Nintendo game. But it's Zombies Ate My Neighbors regardless. Uh, it's, a, it's a great game on, on either platform. So... Even if this was just to hear me say, go play Zombies Ate My Neighbors, it's, I think it's worth it. That's a good message either way. <laughs> That's right. And one day I will play Herx Adventures again on uh, Sega Saturn <laughs> or PlayStation because that was uh, supposedly the third game in the series. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. Well, if you would have asked Aaron, maybe I would have told you. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Bam in your face. <laughs> Uh, the final Sega Snippets thing I want to mention was uh, go on Twitter. I've been posting about it in the group, but there is a uh, a Twitter account. Uh, it's not always family friendly, but uh, most of the time it is. Sega CD Games on Twitter <laughs> is hilarious. One of the best Twitter accounts uh, around. I saw the, the cool spot today. That was cool. Yes, the gentleman <laughs> who runs it. Uh, 
creates these fake CDs, Sega CD uh, covers for games. And some of them are just hilarious. <laughs> like uh, there's one called My My Dad Can Beat Up Your Dad Tournament <laughs> 3. <laughs> um, Echo watches the Titanic sink. And then the caption at the bottom says, uh, Let the Vortex Claim Man's Folly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, there's just so many great ones. You have to see it to believe it. But it's uh, Kotaku actually ran an article on it and uncovered the guy behind it. And the guy who actually runs it is uh, an actor. Uh, he's an actor and writer. And, uh, yeah, if you, you can find out more inf- info on him uh, and find out his secret identity. Just go to Sega CD games. And you can tell he's actually a Sega CD fan. He just uh, makes these hilarious uh, fake box arts. <laughs> uh, so, on to what you guys are really here to listen to. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not that <laughs> facetious. Aaron Hickman is a dude. Who knows a lot about Sega games? Ask him questions, it's okay. And he will answer them if he wants. But we're going to talk about Ask Aaron. And on this segment of the aptly titled Ask Aaron segment, featuring myself, uh, (laughs) here we go. So Andrew Coyd asks, which one Sega Genesis Mega Drive cart would you buy if money were no obstacle? Whew, probably, uh, I don't know. I'm, I really like the game Panorama Cotton. And I know you can get like, uh, reproduction carts of that, but, uh, that's one game, especially I think Musha. Yeah. Uh, I kind of wanted to play that, uh, what was it? Baker Prince game that was only it was a more recent release you know one of those games where it was I think released in China or Taiwan <laughs> and then someone went and did a fan translation of it and they only released it on cart I would kind of like that game and I know it goes pretty expensive now uh, otherwise I just want an EverDrive <laughs> <laughs> most games you can get for a decent price the Sega Genesis is not the Super Nintendo Thankfully, uh, where all the prices are jacked up. So I don't know. I, what I, about you? I was sad, and this this is this is the one I would want to get when I was at that uh, retro gaming convention. Matt Daly and I were standing by a table, when in a glass case was a Crusader of Cinti for like six hundred and fifty dollars. Like, oh, that hurts, but I want it. That <laughs> does hurt right in the field. Yeah. that's ah, yeah. I would definitely. I've never seen that game in the wild. And that was the first time I've seen collecting. it. First time I've seen it in the wild. I didn't uh, know it existed. No. Yeah, I've played it many uh, times. I'm not an emulator, of course. Yeah, I've played it emulated and just went, man, this is this looks like Zelda. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's I don't all mind right. a bit. <laughs> Love Zelda. So Daniel Walker asks, based on the picture, I have to ask, how many words a minute can you lay down a Sega-themed rap? <laughs> um, well... So I, I think he's referring to, uh, what is it? So he's referring to the picture. It says it's the Ask Aaron picture, and it's me doing karaoke. And if I was going to do, I don't know if there is a good Sega rap. I know we were we had 
Josh Witt on, and I'd actually <laughs> written a pretty decent rap, and I totally forgot it. So you're going to have to uh, hold me to that one, and maybe I'll just give you a, what is love? <laughs> out, of, out of tune, because I can't even find the key right now. I don't Baby, know. don't hurt me. I, yeah. I, need to, I need to find something and post it on the gym's Facebook group. When I was in sixth grade, me and two other my buddies were in a lip sync contest, and we did that song and dressed up like the guys from Saturday Night Live. It just seems so appropriate that I need to go find that video now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. So, uh, oh, Daniel Walker also posted a picture of Crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Aaron. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that was also a Josh Witt thing. We missed Josh. That was. We missed Josh? you, Josh, buddy. He, I know he was recovering. I hope yeah. he's feeling better. Uh, so, I think it was him and, uh, shoot. We've got two men down, uh, both from Turtle Flakes. Oh, also, yeah. uh, Rob Luther, I think uh, he had a hernia. Yeah. I, I, Poor I, guy. <laughs> I sent him a message. and I said, you know, of course, man, I'm thanking and praying for you. I hope you're feeling better. But I have to send you this because I know you'll laugh. And was it the Weird Al song? Yes, it Living was. with a hernia? Living with a hernia. I knew it. Good job. Good job. I had to do it. I had to do it. And I, and I expect anyone to ever make sure you do that to me if I ever get a hernia. Hopefully, I never do. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> so uh next next question comes from Trevor Franklin, also from our Triplets, and he asks, Do you think the songs with vocals from the more modern Sonic soundtracks are a guiltless pleasure, a guilty pleasure, or just objectively bad? Somehow I think this question had an agenda. No. <laughs> I think Trevor's kinda leaning towards that last option. No, uh I think some of it does come off a little cheesy power metal, uh hair metal, but uh I actually like how adventurous they go with some of the songs. It's not classic Sonic feel, but uh, it's Crush 40, and that's June Seno's band, basically, uh, with a few other guys. So, I mean, if you think of the fact that the band... um, Well, I'm just thinking about it. You know, he was one of the principal composers of Sonic. He was always kind of in a band when he wrote music for Sonic. Uh, In fact, a few of the songs from his older band ended up in Sonic 2. So it's not that much of a stretch to hear Sonic games with vocals in them. I mean, I think Sonic R was the first one. And if you think the newer songs were cheesy, if you haven't heard the Sonic R soundtrack, that soundtrack takes the cake. (laughs) But it's undeniably catchy. And for me, I guess I've reached a certain point where... Guilty, not guilty doesn't play for me anymore. It really doesn't matter. Maybe it's because I have kids. But uh, I don't care how cheesy is it, it is anymore. You know, if I like it, I like it. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't care. Um, I like some of the songs. There's some songs that maybe I don't like. But uh, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 had some really good guitar riffs and really adventurous writing. Uh, you know, it definitely wasn't funky or swinging like uh, the earlier Sonic soundtracks, but I think there were some good songs in there. I agree. I absolutely do. I know uh, that even before they were two dudes in an S, uh, Mike Kelso and his group actually talked about that on their old podcast, Retro Thought Pod, and how much they love that Sonic soundtrack. Michael Kelso loves Sonic, so just remember that. Yep. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here. That's right. Um, and you heard it on Retro Thought Pod if you go look it up. I think you said it. RTP. RTP. You ever watch the Goldbergs? You've seen that show. 
Ah, uh, you know what? I still haven't seen it. Oh, okay. I'll have to check it out. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. We'll, we'll no, that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, so here we go. Johnny Townsend, also from Retro Bliss. Man, this is a uh, seeing a pattern here. <laughs> Bulls versus Lakers or Bulls versus Blazers? Which one do you consider Electronic Arts' greatest achievement in their history? Uh, maybe Jordan versus Bird. Oh gosh, <laughs> no. I have that. I would uh, <laughs> really. I would probably go with NBA Live '95 over those two jabronis. Yeah, if if you had to pick one of those, it's definitely Bulls versus Blazers. A little newer, yeah. better rosters. Uh, played a I had better. both of those as a kid, but man, they were just slow. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I was like, this is great. This is yeah. cool. Yeah. And then NBA Live 95 came out. You're like, oh, wow, that's a basketball game. <laughs> and uh, Trevor just jumped in and said, anytime the, uh, he says, the answer is always Bubsy whenever the word greatest is thrown around. The question <laughs> is invalidated. <laughs> also listen to Retro Bliss. <laughs> and then Johnny said, "Is Bubsy an EA game?" If I said, "Greatest game in all history." Then yes, you're right. <laughs> if, it, if this replies any of you how Retro Bliss is as a podcast, and it's probably very dumb and poorly executed, <laughs> I bet you even have a very stupid co-host. In fact, I know you do since it's me. Retro Bliss on iTunes and Stitcher. Way to go, guys. Way to go. <laughs> I have to hand it to you. Uh, and then David Miller asked, were you singing this? My heart will go on by Celine Dion. No, but the friends we were with, the lady uh, we were hanging out with, she and her daughter were there, and her daughter actually sang that song. So it's funny you mentioned that. Celine uh, Dion. Yep. So Adam Miller asked, if you could obtain and destroy all copies of any one video game, what would it be? Oh, man. It sounds like the website that devoted themselves to destroying copies of Shaq Fu. <laughs> Um, I would only do that to, uh, Adventures of Mighty Max or maybe <laughs> Heavy Nova. I think one of those two games. Oh, I own them both. So there's two yeah, right there. You know what? In my house. If you, <laughs> I'm coming your way. Oh man. All right. So Ken Kuzumal, what Sega related item would you rather die than give up? Man, these, these questions are cutting deep. Whew. <laughs> You know, uh, considering I value my life above video games, that's really no. I don't think I can say that for Sega. I mean, yes, if I had a one-of-a-kind one Sega item, uh, maybe. But, you know, if it was like a signed thing, like, you know, you had a cartridge that was signed by all, this, all, the, all the designers and people who worked on Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. I would say that, but I don't have anything <laughs> like that. Not that cool. I do have a Sega cartridge coming my way that's going to be one of a kind. Yeah. Because it's going to, it's because I was one of the composers uh, for that uh, YM2017 cartridge coming out, I get a purple translucent shell version of it that only <laughs> the composers get. So there you go. Okay, so. Adam, one more. Adam Miller. Uh, I have a better one. After the Fantastic Mania, Sega seems to be getting their mojo back. What old Sega franchises would you like to see them bring back? Oh, you mean besides Shenmue? <laughs> <laughs> For me, it would be Shinobi, Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, Burning Rangers, and Monkey Ball. Now, let's let's remember. They, they did bring back Golden Axe, and it stunk. Oh, it stunk bad. Uh, they have brought back Shinobi a few times. Last time was on the 3DS. I've heard that game is not too shabby. It's pretty good. I love the one on PS2. I, I, a lot of people. It's kind of like the Devil May Cry slash, you know, 
God of War type gameplay where it's just or the Ninja Gaiden when they rebooted Ninja Gaiden that new Shinobi was a lot like that on PS2 I liked yeah. it though I really did yeah it wasn't bad uh, one that I'm trying to think here well we're already getting Toe Jam and Earl but Sega's not bringing it out which is okay yeah what about um, Ristar ooh Ristar uh, I don't know Eternal Champions there's one Eternal Champions. Uh, I liked Streets of Rage. Yeah. Um, I think I wish Sega would bring back Fantasy Star, but how about an actual single-player Fantasy Star? Yeah, they they burn out the multiplayer stuff. I love the one on Dreamcast, but I was done after that. Uh, I honestly, I heard Fantasy Star Online Two, or the the more recent one, I guess it was uh, that was on Vita and PC. There wasn't an official English translation, but I've heard that's actually really, really good. But I've never played any Fantasy Star Online games, but I would love to see another mainline Fantasy Star title. Or, you know, another Flicky. How about that? Ooh, I love Flicky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, so Nick DeMarco asks, why do you insist on rocking so hard that you blur faces and screw up the space-time continuum. And Josh, <laughs> Josh Whip says, because he has seen a million faces and he's rocked them all. Oh, thank you, Josh. <laughs> uh, Timmy Mack asks, how do you feel about reproduction carts? Love them. Uh, except getting, for when... Uh, I'm sitting here looking at one. I was going to buy it. We were talking about Crusader and Cindy. I'm like, I think I'm going to go buy that reproduction cart. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a bigger fan of reproductions when there are games that didn't come out in North America. That's true. Or they're a fan translation. Uh, if you're going to sell a reproduction cart, uh, usually they're pretty easy to spot. I think both you and I have one. The carts are yeah. usually a little cheaper looking. The shells, uh, the gloss is a little different. I think it's harder to tell apart reproductions on like the Super Nintendo or the NES. But yeah, I'm, I'm all for them. Uh, so Timmy says, I collect original cards, but price limited runs make it difficult for some titles. It's nice to be able to enjoy games. Uh, what I think, it's kind of funny when people are like, ah, you know what, I'm going to go and get the reproduction because I can't find the game. When it's like, if you're going to go that route, I would rather just buy an EverDrive and <laughs> have that sitting there for all those games I know I'll never be able to get. <laughs> just being honest. I'm really afraid if I get an EverDrive, I'm gonna like stop wanting to collect. Like I, I, I like the repro carts, uh, but a part of me is like, if I have the repro cart, I'm never gonna give up looking for that in the wild, cheap. If I get yeah. an EverDrive, I'm afraid I'm just gonna sell everything and give up hope because <laughs> I like, I like collecting. It's fun, but that's just me. To each their own. Yeah, to each their own. So speaking of long-winded, multi-part <laughs> questions. Uh, hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. <laughs> so Sean Robinson gave me a four-part question. I told him, I'm probably only going to answer two of these questions. And then he, like, his answer was like, oh, well, let me go ahead and throw out more questions <laughs> at the non-Aaron host. To hear okay. the rest of these answers, log oh, on to sh- patreon.com and donate a dollar a month. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are your favorite Mega Drive references in Sonic Mania? Uh, I kind of answered that on our Patreon episode, so I will leave you guys. I don't want to spoil it here, but if you listen to the Sonic Mania episode there, then I will tell you the answer there. So, 
Uh, let's see. See which one I'm going to answer here. Mm, okay. <laughs> Should Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 get a modern remake? And I'll kind of bundle that in with this other question. You prefer the more action-oriented kind of games like Sonic Adventure 2 or the more casual exploration-based games like Sonic Adventure 1? Uh, Retro Sonic, all the way. Yep. That's my answer. I do want to try. No. I, 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 I don't want to get on a tangent, but I do really, really want to try that Sonic uh, DS Chronicles that uh, Bioware made. Not Bio, yeah. Bioware made uh, you know what? I'm very interested in trying it. The I want to try that. One thing that really bums me out is the fact that the person composing the music lost what he was working on and only had scratch tracks. So the music that ends up in the game is horrible. Oh, really? Like absolutely horrible and unfinished. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. But that game and looks cool. It got I thought pretty the actually decent cool. reviews, but yeah, not Bioware's finest hour, unfortunately. Man. But I like the <laughs> idea of a Sonic RPG. I did and um, I skipped over his question about the modern. Re- I don't think Sonic Adventure One and Two need a modern remake. They really don't. They they were already they already felt modern enough to me. Especially Sonic Adventure Two. Some of the graphics they were able to pull off on the Dreamcast and subsequently, you know, GameCube. I think it looks great. Runs sixty FPS. It's there's not too much more you could change out some of the textures what right yeah i'm sure that's some some people's favorite sonic game especially if they grew up with it but uh now pass <laughs> hard pass on the remake okay non-errands he asks which is your favorite dr robotnik sadam adventures of sonic or sonic underground robotnik whoa that one's for you go for it nick what were my options <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saturday morning, uh, Adventures of Sonic or Sonic Underground. No, Sonic Saturday, Underground. Saturday morning for sure. Yeah, same yep. here. Doctor Robotnik. <laughs> you said <butt>. okay. <laughs> yeah. My kids watch that. Butt. My kids watch that Captain Underpants movie that was just oh, full on potty jokes. I still, yeah, I, I loved still it. Need to see that. Loved it. So, uh, let's see. I skipped over Trevin's. That's right. Trevin had a question. Or wait, no. We had a few questions I missed. So Jim Jones, Jim, Jim asks, Jim. are you an epic ballad singer or a screechy <laughs> cat? Uh, I think I'm an epic ballad singer. I can I can belt them out. <laughs> Trevin Hughes, my buddy Trevin, a.k.a. Dread, asks, if you could grab some friends and compose a soundtrack together to a homebrew sequel to your favorite Sega Genesis game, but have the sequel be able to use all the modern tricks of Sega Genesis <laughs> homebrew dev tools for 2017, what game would it be? And what dream team of programmers and composers would you assemble together to create the best game you could possibly on the system and push the limits of the hardware? Jeez, uh, man. Okay, so this is <laughs> hilarious because he wrote all this when he knows the answer is a game that he actually wrote music for <laughs> that's coming out like next year, I think, called Paprium, which is like almost like a pseudo-sequel to Streets of Rage. And that looks so style. good. I, we, we, yeah, that'll, that'll be a Patreon cover. I'm so excited so to play the game. I, I think he, he asked that question, but I think that was kind of one of those, I'm going to ask you a question, and the answer is going to be inferred, <laughs> and you're going to know what the answer actually is. Uh, if, if that wasn't the case, what would I 
make how about a toe jam and earl 2 on the sega genesis with a live funk instrumentation there you go yana mcgarry asks ask aaron what is love (laughs) (laughs) he made a little meme it's hilarious with hadaway (laughs) i love it i don't know suddenly that's become a meme with ask aaron so Chris Vanderhoff, a good buddy Chris, asks, so why did you not have three questions from the last Ask Aaron? You said, just look it up. I, Chris, I forgot again what you were talking about. This is why <laughs> context matters. I can't remember, I promise, I can't remember everything. I try to remember, like, repeat questions, but uh, yeah, I don't remember, Chris. So you're going to have to ask me again next time. Ask Aaron. <laughs> Ask Aaron. <laughs> I gotta find. I gotta find Crossfire. That, I, I gotta go on eBay and get that game. I'm sure it's a world of disappointment. <laughs> like I love. I had it when I was a kid. I loved it. <laughs> but that's just me. All right, that wraps up this edition of Ask Aaron. Thank you guys so much for asking all of your questions. I look forward to our next segment. Nice. Hey, hey, Aaron. Knock, knock. Who's there? Aladdin. Aladdin who? Aladdin the street who wants to come in. What? (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. All right. So So great. Ask Aaron's over. I think this is the time when we can say, uh, hey, Aaron, game on. Game on. Game on. Yeah, game on. Sega. All right. Aladdin on the Sega Genesis. 1993. Is that when it came out? Absolutely, it did. The movie came out in 92. So the games for the Genesis and the SNES, 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 whatever you want to call it, came out a year later in 93. Um, and talk about memories here. I had a lot of memories of this game, uh, the Genesis version and the Super Nintendo version. Uh, when I first bought a Sega Genesis, I think I've told this story a few times, but uh, got it off a friend when I was about 12 and uh, had a bunch of games with it. And one of the games was Aladdin, actually. So I played a lot of this. Uh, was very excited. Because this version, Aladdin had a sword. We'll get into that later. But I had only played the Super Nintendo version at the time. Uh, you know, popped in the Genesis version. You know, it was a gorgeous game. We'll talk about that later. But that was kind of my first um, memories with it. I was always a little jealous when I went to the rental store, and I'd have the Super Nintendo version, and I'd look on the back of the Sega version and see, you know, the sword and everything. And I was so excited about the sword play and blah blah blah. But uh, that was my big memory about it. I did own it. It was one of my very first Genesis games I ever owned. And uh, still own it to this day. Yeah, and I guess for me, uh, it's one of the few Sega Genesis games I have a very mem- vivid memory of being on the playground in, I think, first or second grade. And I just remember having a conversation with a kid, and we were debating whether the Sega Genesis version or the Super Nintendo version of Aladdin was better. <laughs> And I think I remember saying the Genesis version all the way. That debate is still ongoing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> De- definitely still ongoing. But, you know, I I would say, of course, the SNES has uh, less of a color limitation. But the Sega Genesis, they really know how to exploit the strengths of the system in this case. Cool. But we'll, we'll definitely get more in-depth yes, with comparisons between the games. I will say, though, uh, I think we must have rented it when I was a kid. I just remember being very, very impressed with how fluid the game felt uh, as compared to just about any other game on the system. 
with the exception of like maybe if you play like you know Sonic the Hedgehog has is silky smooth when you play it but even that didn't have animation as nice as this that's what I would say absolutely so this game was published by Sega of America and developed by Virgin Games uh, it was released in November of 93 uh, the Super Nintendo version actually came out the same month but the Super Nintendo version was uh, published or uh, developed by Capcom which I thought was pretty cool that they kind of coincide there. And uh, the music for this game, I've, you probably knew this, Aaron, but uh, yes, Tommy Tallarico. Tommy Tallarico. What and, a name there. And do you know who the lead programmer on this was? Who was that? Dave Perry. Dave Perry. Who went on the form Shiny and brought yep. in Tommy Tallarico. And, Isn't that cool? Uh, they also worked on... Uh, he was recently working on Aladdin. Uh, no, worked on Aladdin. Also... Uh, started work on Jungle Book. They had a version of Jungle Book by yeah. what would become Shiny, and then they canned that. Uh, I think I think it was some sort of frustrations over it, and so they left to go make uh, Earthworm Jim. And uh, Eurocom ended up finishing Aladdin, which is uh, it's decent, but it's definitely not Aladdin. Yeah, yes, that's cool. And you can definitely hear. There's some sound effects in the Aladdin Genesis version that you're like, oh wow, that sounds like something from Earthworm Jim. So there's definitely, definitely very noticeable. When I was playing this game, um, I'm like, whoa, what's that? And of course, I, I remembered. Oh wait, yeah, Tommy Tallarico. Very cool. Yeah, very and cool. and they uh, version before Shiny kind of split off. They made uh, you had Global Gladiators, uh, you had Cool Spot, and you had Aladdin. And uh, something very cool. Um, are you friends with uh, Evan Nixon on Facebook? I am. Yes. Yeah. Did you see some of that uh, the artwork and the custom cases he was doing for uh, um, Tommy Tallarico and the Earthworm Jim soundtrack? Yeah, I thought that was cool. Now yeah. it's you have to note, of course, that it wasn't just Tommy Tallarico yeah. uh, on the first game. I know there was another composer involved with uh, the first Earthworm Jam. Tommy was real famous for the Sega CD version, right? That's where... Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Something sir. Like yes, sir. But yeah, very I cool. Can't, I can't remember right now. You'd ask Aaron and he can't give you an answer. It's so sad. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, every now and then. Um, so we can go on to the price for this. Uh, I was kind of shocked. This is much more expensive than I remember seen this game for in stores has got it for $11 loose and $14 complete usually when I see it in the stores it's like four or five bucks so don't know if it's getting any uh, more expensive but the uh, you look at the case and the artwork the artwork's very cool um, I don't believe that's the artwork from Aladdin the movie uh, you got Aladdin holding the sword which if you remember the movie he, I don't think he had a sword but for like a split second <laughs> um, but it's got Aladdin holding the sword which yeah I just watched the movie with my kids he literally has a sword at the very last moment when he's facing off against, uh, I just call it Nagini, <laughs> Harry Potter, the snake that, uh, spoiler alert, Jafar turns into at the yeah, exactly. very end before he becomes a genie. Yeah, so, so the artwork's very cool. Aladdin's kind of holding the sword, and the genie's up on the right-hand corner kind of looking down. A very dark blue genie on the uh, cover I'm looking at, and uh, the castle is in the background with, like, flames coming up. So very cool artwork. I like that a lot, so... I've been wanting to do that more. I've been trying to write that into our notes. I know uh, No Square Gamer mentioned that. It's like, hey, why don't you talk about the artwork a little bit? So, something I always forget to do. So there you go. 
And uh, for those of you who don't know about Aladdin or the story, I'm going to read really quick from Moby Games a little bit of a summary of what this game is about. Um, it says, The player controls Aladdin, who must make his way through several levels based on locations from the movie. From the streets and rooftops of Agrabah, the Cave of Wonders and the Sultan's Dungeon to the final confrontation in Grand Vizier Jafar's Palace, the Sultan's guards and also animals of the desert want to hinder Aladdin in his way. He can defend himself with a sword or by throwing apples. Next to apples, Aladdin can also collect gems, which can be traded for lives and continues with traveling with a traveling trader. Finding genie or abu icons enable bonus rounds. The genie bonus round is a game of luck played for apples, gems, or extra lives. In abu's bonus round, the player controls a little monkey who has to catch bonus items that fall from the sky but without touching any of the unwanted objects like rocks and pots. The game's humorous animations were created by Walt Disney Feature Animation. So there you go, from abugames.com. <laughs> so this game, to my opinion, would be considered an action platformer. Does that sound like a good genre? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> With your controls being A, to throw apples, B, to swipe as any options if you want to, but I never do. I, you know, I only ended up changing the uh, controls because I was not playing on a Sega Genesis controller when I played this. Mm -hmm. I was playing on my <laughs> Wii, so. Mm. Gotcha. Using a classic controller, it, it, uh, it helps to rearrange the controls a little bit. Yeah, what's, what's the default on that, on the classic controller? Like, what's your A, B, and C? Uh, it's Y, B, and A, basically. It looks like an SNES controller. Yeah, okay. So it's going kind of like a triangle, like an upside-down triangle. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I like to make a Y your sword, <laughs> and B your jump, and A your apple throwing. Yeah. So you kind of like what the little synopsis up here from Moby Games said. There's a lot of things you can pick up. Um, there's a genie bonus level. With the, you can see the genie at the top. Uh, there's an Abu bonus level. Um, there's extra health, which is like a little blue heart. Uh, you get checkpoints, which are like little pottery things of the genie. kind of knocks it over and turns it around. A ton of apples, all the gems. Um, love the gems, because, you know, we're Genesis gems. <laughs> but there's a little shop you can go to, and I usually just buy a bunch of extra lives there. But I thought that was pretty cool as well. So a lot of different things you can pick up in the levels. And um, that actually, there's a screen that pops up before you even start the game that kind of goes over that, which I thought was really cool. Uh, a lot of these games back in the day made you read the manual um, I don't think this game was trying to hold your hand I thought it was just a cool helpful uh, little tidbit to get you started yeah I thought that was I thought it was really cool uh, just the level design also is amazing in this game I think it's uh, just some of the, the attention to detail and I guess fluidity if that's a word uh, <laughs> uh, uh, of how the game goes that's that's really good Sorry, I hear my kids yelling at me in the background. <laughs> they want to play. They want to play Aladdin. <laughs> well, it's cool too when you start the game up. A lot of times you don't have a special game-centered Sega thing, but Genie actually shoots a gun up in the air, and uh, whatever that Gilbert Godfrey bird comes flying down like oh, he got geez. shot. Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Very cool. Very cool. So when you look at the uh, main screen. Uh, I kind of took this note down. I'd like to talk about this. Kind of like your HUD when you're playing. Um, you're going to see a few things. You're going to see up top, which I didn't... This is one part of the game I didn't like. Um, the genie kind of... 
I don't know what you call that. The genie residue coming out of the bottle is kind of like your <laughs> genie residue. I, I don't know what you, what do you call that. Genie residue is your health, so it doesn't really give you like bars of health or, or points of health. It's just, just I, I, I never really measured like how much you have, how many hit points you have left. So that's up there. Uh, bottom left hand corner, you see a little picture of Aladdin with a couple of numbers next to it. That's your lives. And uh, bottom right hand corner, you have your apples. Uh, how many you collect? Which I tend to use apples more. Than I did the sword. We can get to that later. <laughs> I don't know about it. Did, did you uh, see anything else on the screen that kind of? Uh, I've liked. Okay, so I like the health bar in this game more than I like the SNES health bar because it's kind of the the smoke wisping out the genie residue. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Uh, I I like that better than just like having generic hearts like in the SNES game. I thought that was a nice touch. And the different shiny gems and uh, you know. A lot of times they're just out of reach, like when you're in the lava level. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, you can just hang over the edge of this platform and you could die. Or you can collect that gem. <laughs> <laughs> Find more gems. If you anyone saw the Facebook group uh, picture. A, yeah, they give you an extra life after a while, don't they? The gems, yeah, they. I don't know about after a while. They, they, well, they, uh, they increase your score. I know that. And, and you get to buy... Uh, Extra lives with the little yes, you can buy guy. extra lives yeah. with the increase uh, your score, and you can buy extra lives or buy a continue, buy a wish. Is that what the <laughs> I saw the I wish think that's there? What the wish is the I, wish I, is I, I believe is a continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I tend to just to get more lives. I don't know why. I guess the wish may have been a good idea, but but we kind of jumped into this game. Does everyone actually know the conceit of? A, I hope if you're listening to this podcast, you've already seen the Aladdin movie. Yeah. And know what the movie's all about. The game pretty much follows the the movie. Uh, I would say even a little better than what you see in the SNES version, because in the SNES version, uh, so the whole conceit is, you know, uh, Aladdin is a street rat. He's a street thief. rat. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he he bumps into this princess who's kind of hiding away. Um, trying to escape, you know, the palace life, and so you know they meet cute, and then uh, he gets thrown in prison, and Jafar kind of convinces him to go after a treasure, and all that stuff. Well, in the SNES version, after you get the treasure and get out of uh, the, I forgot what the name of the place is, but it's like the the place with all the crazy treasures in it. Um, and the, the prophecy at the beginning of the movie was, well, you need, you need to find the diamond in the rough if you want to <laughs> grab the treasure. Um, and after you escape that place in the SNES version, it's like, oh, no, Apu is lost, and we have to find him. He's in a pyramid for some reason. <laughs> and you, so you have to go rescue Apu out of a pyramid. I, it makes no sense. It's <laughs> hilarious. You, you know what's really cool? You talk about the movie. Uh, do, do you know who did Aladdin's voice in the movie? Uh, no. All I remember is Robin Williams. Uh, the guy who did Aladdin's voice, yeah, you're right about the genie. His name was, uh, Scott Winger. He actually played Steve in Full House, in Fuller House. Oh, okay. DJ's boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. I remember, well, one of my favorite Aladdin games is actually Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> if you ever play Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Did he yeah. do the voice of Aladdin in that, too? Yeah, he did. Yep. <laughs> nice. But anyways, I digress. But if you're wanting to know more about the movie Aladdin, so basically he's a street rat. He he uh, escapes this uh, 
underground cavern place that that's gonna seal him in, uh, or he's about to. Uh, he finds this magic lamp. He finds a magic carpet, uh, which is just named Carpet, and uh, he he's about to escape, and the whole thing is caving in, closing in, and then Jafar's like he's in his disguise as an old man. He's like, "Give me the," he's like, uh, "Give me the lamp, and you'll have your reward." And so he gives him the lamp. He's like, "It's an eternal reward." And he's about to stab him, <laughs> and then uh, a poo like bites his arm. And so they, they, they fall down and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's when they find the genie, like half of the movie is without the genie. And then they find the genie. It's like, whoa. Then the movie totally changes because suddenly, uh, it's, it's a whole conceit of the movie. Cause I think it's loosely based off of, uh, 1001 Arabian nights. So I think, I think it's very loosely based off of one of the stories in there and they kind of change around some of the places and, and people. But uh, basically, in this story, the genie grants three wishes. And so for Prince, uh, well, he's not Prince Ali yet, but for his first wish, he wishes to, uh, he convinces the genie to get him out of the, the cavern uh, with without using up a wish. And then they get out and he's like, well, you know, I really like this chick. This, uh, <laughs> this she's chick. kind of a babe. Really like this uh, Jasmine gal. Jasmine, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so he becomes Prince Ali, and he's he's kind of king jerk, and uh, a poo turns into an elephant, and you know it, it's a Disney cartoon, so of course there's songs and dance, and it's it. This is one of the best movies for that, if yes. just in terms of soundtrack, and I guess that's a natural segue into the music in this game. Where well, I think one, this, one thing about the story I want yeah. to bring up. Did you know yes. Aladdin? Aladdin had another pet. Did you know that pet's name? Oh, oh no! But I think this is a segue into another joke, isn't yeah. it? it? Its name was Car Pet. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead to me. <laughs> How did, I gotta get these dad jokes back in, man. I, right. I had a few episodes where I wasn't real strong on them. Oh man, <laughs> that's hilarious. You were getting ready to talk about music, though. Yeah, until you rudely interrupted me with a joke. <laughs> it was joke. rude. I'm sorry. That was Genesis very rude. jerk. Genesis jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, just kidding. I've only got a couple more. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, speaking of the music, I think Tommy Tallarico did a, a pretty good job. Now, I yes. will say this was uh, using the gems composing tool, which um, you know it is a very it's a functional tool for making Sega Genesis music. A lot of games used it. Because it was kind of like a go-between between the very complex FM synthesis and having a MIDI uh, synthesizer, you having a uh, you know kind of like a MIDI program that you could program on your computer and write music on uh, with general ease. A lot of uh, pre-programmed patches uh, and a very frustrating inability to do. Uh, <laughs> it was very tricky to do vibrato in there. Apparently, you had to manually draw it. Oh wow! Yeah, there's actually a video on YouTube called "How uh, Sega Genesis Music Was Made in the '90s" or "One Way It Was Made," something like that. And so, yeah, T Tommy Tallarico used this tool, and I would say the music in this game. Um, I think the best part is that they got just about every major song in the movie, and then even the songs that weren't from the movie, for my money, are. Uh, like I really like the music that plays when you're 
in the lava area. I think that that song is is uh, upbeat and kind of very action oriented and fun to listen to. I think it's yeah, great. yeah, and, and all the songs that aren't you know part of the original Aladdin soundtrack, they feel like they could be, and yeah. they're very good, very good songs. I think, I think they're very good, and I think uh, one one thing that strikes you, if you're playing this one and you play the SNES version, like right out of the gate, it's like, hey, why don't we hear <laughs> Aladdin music? Like the SNES version does in fact have Aladdin songs, but you don't hear them until later in the game. I think it's almost by the point you get to uh, like the genie stage. It's the first time you hear genuine Aladdin music, which <laughs> takes takes a quite a bit of time. And then uh, you hear it right away in the Genesis version, so I think that's cool. In terms of sound quality, I think the SNES version has it beat just because they're able to use uh, samples, and I don't think Gems is quite up to the task of making amazing orchestral music. But I would say the soundtrack is still pretty decent for the tool it was composed with. Uh, Earthworm Jim definitely sounded better, but that's because it was a different type of game. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'd agree with you there, um, 100%. I thought the, the Super Nintendo versions had a little bit more polish to it, but I don't know. Some of the songs in the Genesis version, I probably like just the, com- the composition of it better yeah. than Super Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, the first track in the Super Nintendo game kind of, it's all right. It, it has kind of a, uh, it feels like Aladdin music, but it doesn't, yeah. it feels like a pastiche of Aladdin music, but it doesn't really feel like anything from the movie exactly. Yeah, yeah. Definitely has that Capcom feel to it. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to slag off. The SNES version is still... I mean, I, I love both versions of the game. I Don't get me wrong. So it, it is kind of hard for me to pick one, which one I like better. But uh, in terms of presentation, SNES version has better colors, of course, because it just generally does. And so what you find is with the Genesis version, most levels are kind of uh, various shades of one color. Yeah. But they do it so well that in the animation is so fluid that it really doesn't bother you. Yeah. So one of the very first emails I ever wrote into a podcast was comparing to these two versions and I said the pretty much the exact same thing you just said that I think the Genesis nailed it much better than the Super Nintendo did as far as animations go. Um, the way Aladdin's vest flows when he w- runs and the way... The way he climbs up and you ev- kind of see his pants billowing. Yeah, and like, he has... If, if you jump with Aladdin and you, and you look the way he's jumping when he moves forward and then if you jump straight up in here, you can kind of see those same animations with the Earthworm Jim because when he jumps straight up in the air, he kind of has one leg a little higher than the other Earthworm Jim. Oh, yeah, that. it's kind of a float thing. Yeah, but yeah. It, but it, it's a very good animation. And when he's jumping on the uh, like the little catapults that when he flips, very good animations. Um, so I, I always I always gave that uh, a thumbs up on the Genesis uh, side animations. I will say one thing that SNES version has that even though it doesn't have the uh, the sword, I really loved that floating mechanic. Yeah, I absolutely. loved being able to use. Uh, I guess it was like a piece of cloth or something. Yeah. To to, to me, the Aladdin on Super Nintendo was like playing a parkour game. I mean, it's just jumping this. And, Flipping on this, there's a there's lot, a lot of, more acrobatics in that yeah, game. Really yeah, really enjoyed that. I thought that was great. And that's, that's what made version that version had really good level design, but it definitely feels more straight-ahead action game. Yeah. 
So. And how would you break up the levels? I mean, it kind of follows the conceit of the movie. Both games kind of do up and up to a point. Uh, and, you know, it's like you... Uh, finish an area and in, in the Sega Genesis version and then you get to a second area that's kind of related and then you fight a boss yeah 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 and the, the, the boss battles uh, from what I remember on most of the Genesis they're not too hard uh, Super Nintendo's weren't either I, I think the Super Nintendo version was actually a very easy game uh, overall it's very easy to beat I beat it as a kid very I easily. think it's easier than the Sega Genesis oh absolutely absolutely yeah. um but yeah, I, I thought the very the, the first three or four levels in the Genesis version, no problem. I can get through them easily. It gets pretty hard after that. Um, Once you get to the lava lava yeah. area, lava uh, lava. <laughs> lava area, that's where it gets tricky. I think the SNES version, uh, I think it's an auto scroller section, but on the Sega Genesis version, it's kind of. You know, there, there's a boulder that's chasing you. Yeah. And then once you get to the first uh, carpet stage, carpet. Carpet. <laughs> uh, the Sega Genesis version, uh, I mean, there's been some amazing effects in the game. But when you see this lava stage, this looks like early PlayStation. Yeah. I kid you not, with the, uh, the effects of the lava almost looking 3D. Yeah, I, I. How else would you describe that? Th that lava looks like it belongs in a PlayStation game. Oh, absolutely. Y even the animations, like when you die, and you're kind of falling back, and Genie looks like a uh, like a boxing trainer. He's rubbing yeah. his shoulders. I mean, that that looks like. I thought that was great. Yeah, uh, just the animation of that. It must or look like, like a early PlayStation game. Yeah, w when you beat a level and you see uh, Pooh and Aladdin, kind of uh, sauntering across the screen or kind of doing a goofy jog. Yeah. Uh, but so what's funny is uh, the carpet stage in the SNS game seems to go a lot faster. <laughs> and then the Sega Genesis version, it reminds me of Vorkmeyer's Pit in Battletoads quite <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I don't know if you got that vibe also yep. where it's like it, you kind of get directions. Uh, in this case, it's not an arrow, but it's uh, Genie's magic hand telling you <laughs> where to go. Yep. Which is funny because this is where the game kind of breaks continuity with the movie because at this point you shouldn't even have the lamp yet, but the game is kind of <laughs> telling you via the genie, this is this is where you go. Uh, but that's okay. Genie pops up all over this game because genie is such a huge part of the movie, even though he doesn't yeah. show up until halfway through, that uh, they just kind of sprinkle him all throughout the game. Absolutely. And then when you get to that genie stage... What do you think uh, of the Genie stage on Sega Genesis versus the SNES stages? Uh, you know, I, I this is where you're going to start hearing my little bit of a preference. And sorry, Sega fans. No, and, and, and this is fine. This is the one stage where I will probably agree with your preference. Yeah, it's definitely Even the Super Nintendo. Even if I say it's the Sega Genesis on everything <laughs> else. And here's the, the main reason why I can say. Sega Genesis version... That level is so infuriatingly hard <laughs> because you don't always know where you can jump next. Exactly. Because there's invisible platforms that appear and disappear. And there's really cool effects in that level because it's the genie. He's, he's showing you what he's about and he's showing you all these amazing sights and things. And so there's these larger than life caricatures of himself and like, uh, you know, his tongue turns into a magic carpet. <laughs> um, and then, like, his finger kind of wiggles around and, and, you know, you jump on different platforms and things. 
and it's a very abstract level. The SNES version, the level feels a little more grounded, even though it's like a psychedelic dream uh, world that you're in. Everything feels a little more grounded and more like a typical level, whereas I would say the Genie stage in Genesis version almost feels like you're playing a bonus stage that you can't escape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. How, how would you describe it? I, the, yeah, infuriating. But yeah, I, I feel the same way. Exactly. I, I couldn't put it any better I words. feel like that stage is a make or break. <laughs> like, is. I really had such a hard time beating that so level. Angry. It took me a few tries because, you know, you've got like these uh, these balloons that the only way to progress is you, you jump on these balloons and you have to time it just right. And, and yeah. Then you, and and uh, if, I, if my memory serves me right, and I, I didn't do it this time, I don't think I ever beat got that far without save states so like playing it on the genesis itself i don't think i ever made it past that i think always i, I did beat this game i didn't beat it this time around but i beat it on an emulator but i used some crazy save states for it so i believe that's about as far when i played it throughout last week that's about as far as i got listed to that stage yeah. so. well once you beat that stage you're immediately back at the palace yeah. and uh that's when uh i don't even remember the game really giving you much they give you exposition in between stages, but uh, it's a little more thin than the movie. And I think the SNES version might even have a little more wording to things. But uh, it's it's still it's still really cool to see like uh, maybe not stills from the movie, but definitely animations. Like they they show really nice portraits. And uh, yeah, like. Every stage in the Genesis version is, is so unique and well-designed and you have different creatures and, and things to fight. Like, you know, you get to the palace and you're fighting pink flamingos and you're jumping on them. And, uh, well, you know, you are fighting the palace guards again, but uh, the, the level design is just very unique and very different. The, the levels just, like, the palace is huge. It's vertical and there's, uh, I wouldn't say maze-like, but I guess it would be a little more maze-like than the other levels. There's a lot to explore, but it's always fun, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I agree. Cool. Do you? Do you? I, I do, I do, I do. <laughs> yeah. And did you? why did Aladdin's lamp hum? Why did Aladdin's... Oh. We, why did Aladdin's lamp hum? Because the genie inside didn't know the words. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> I'm a genie in a bottle. I do gotta say, uh, when you when you're running through the second level, uh, when you're in the desert, there's definitely some like goofy humor that you would almost see in an Earthworm Jim game. There's a uh, there's tents with different gender bathrooms. So you get like yes. your boys' tent, and your girls' tent. And then at the end, there's a there's a tent with a genie symbol at the end of it. Pretty funny. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so I guess a genie yeah. you know, is a, his own gender. And uh, there's stop signs in the middle of the desert and things like that. Pretty sure that wasn't in the movie. I don't. You you just watched the movie recently, right? Well, so. yeah. There there are um, anachronisms in all over the movie, especially with the genie, who's kind of the master of space and time. So, <laughs> you know, he's throwing out all these '90s and and stuff. I mean, he's throwing out all sorts of pop culture references, like uh, Jack Nicholson, and then. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the words like quid quo pro. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to remember that actor's name, and it's gonna come to me. It's Jimmy Sounds Stewart. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, of the genie? You, you know Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. No, I know Robin Williams, yeah. but no, it was uh, Jimmy Stewart that he impersonates. And and even like a, a Joan Rivers at one oh, point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that, where Prince Ali's coming out. He's got all sorts of crazy caricatures of different things. But yes, bringing it back to your point, the game, uh, they've really had a great feel of what the movie was about and what they could get away with and, and change and still make it feel like the movie. And this was kind of, for me, the golden era of uh, Disney platformers. I mean, you had some great ones on NES, but having two fantastic Aladdin games come out at the same time. Uh, now, we should mention there are other versions of Aladdin that play completely different. There's an NES game. Yeah. <laughs> that's not so great. It's yeah. actually one of the last NES games released for the system officially in Europe. Uh, and GBA then version. You had a Game Boy Advance version, which was, I think, a port of the SNES Pretty game. Pretty right? much, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then you had uh, a PlayStation game done by Argonaut, who you might recognize as uh, the original developers of Star Fox. And so they made one on PlayStation. And then, and then there was actually a Game Gear and Master System version done by Bits Software. Nice. Which plays a bit differently. A and bit a, a bit differently? A bit. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you just can't help yourself. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting slap happy, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. It's late for you. I apologize. We had You're to start fine. the show late because my kids <laughs> refuse to go to bed. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> all right. So what else did you do? We talk about the bonus stages. A little bit. Um, I, I, I'm, we kind of went over, you know, we that they're there. It. Yeah. Like not, who has a bonus stage where you run around the screen and try to dodge the obstacles and collect little things? Gems? I forgot what you collect. Uh, you, you definitely get you get gems in there. Yeah, yeah, you get gems because it yeah, you drop. get gems and, and you yeah. avoid or you slash at the uh, the other things. And there's definitely like a uh, Mario Brothers two uh, kind of inspired spin wheel game you know where you can get extra apples or or gems or you get like the uh jafar screen of death but every time i saw that pop up i was i was expecting like the uh the mario 2 music oh it's funny you mentioned that well the spin wheel is in uh the super nintendo game uh the spin wheel is and then the genesis version is yeah more like super mario Bros. 2 where it's almost like a slot machine mm-hmm and the way you got to time that, too, because Jafar's head will pop up sometimes. and Such a jerk. And he'll laugh, and then you're done. You can't uh, do it anymore. But, yeah, you want to... So, I apologize. I thought it was... Uh, I'm dumb. I think the wishes <laughs> that you collect are for the bonus stage. Oh, okay. See, I, I, I was with, I was believing you, whatever you said there, because I wasn't sure. You know, <laughs> when it comes to Ask Aaron, I'm never wrong, so... <laughs> Never wrong. Never I have to second it. guess me ever. Um, but yeah, uh, did you end up save stating? Did you get to the final stage? Not this time around, but I have beat it before. Uh, yeah, many years. Yeah, ago. I, I did. I did beat the game uh, on normal difficulty. It's still a hard game on normal. Yeah, this is not a kids' game. I do like that they incorporated a boss stage, ripped straight out of the movie where. Uh, Iago is like running on a uh, wh- whatever it's called. He's he's running on a, a cog that's spinning around, 
and trying to harness some sort of, I don't know if it's magic power or something, but you have to make Iago go through the, the cogs, basically. Yeah. And you end up having to fire a lot of apples in this. It's very good to collect those apples because you will need them. There are some bosses <laughs> where you absolutely have to use your apples to defeat them. And if you run out, thankfully the game is merciful and will generate more apples if you run around the screen enough. But it makes the Jafar battle really tricky. If you have a bunch of apples, it's a little easier. <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing uh, I didn't mention that I also like is uh, the fact that you've got these swinging uh, uh, pendulums, basically, that come in, out of, in and out of the foreground and have a nice those look cool. Yeah, those 3D look really effect. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was really impressed by that, especially um, that one level. What was that level? Was that the caves? No, no, no. The level where you saw those. Anyways, that level's awesome. Very, uh, very up and down, left and right. You know, you don't have your typical <laughs> right, left and right kind of kind of stage. I like that one. I thought the plat. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was that that stage? Uh, the stuff coming out of the wall, the platforms. A lot of people. Yeah, I, I saw, so some uh, saw some comments. Saw some comments where it said the the platforming was a little janky on that, but I actually liked it. I thought it was a good stage. Okay, so I remember what stage we're talking about. That's that's the one that wasn't in the SNES one. That's exactly. one where you're in the prison, and it's like a huge prison, and there's spikes that come out of the wall. And you've also got kind of like these Mega Man 2-ish platforms that appear and disappear. But the tells in this game are much better because they kind of pop out of the, the background. Yeah. And it makes the background seem a lot more alive, which is, I think, a, a theme of this game is how well they, they design the art uh, to where, especially, man, that level, you've got... In most of the levels in this game, what you notice is not quite 3D, but the fact that it's almost like you've got a layer in the foreground, right? Yeah. You've got a layer of foreground, and then you've got where Aladdin's moving around behind that, and then you've got a full background with other things going on, and so it makes the game feel that much more rich. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I like. I can't explain it as well as Aaron did, <laughs> but the, the the way things are are, and, and you can see it. It actually felt good platforming because a lot of times in games where you get those things moving and coming in and out, it's like you can't time it right. Do I see it? Is it coming out? Is it is it ready to jump? Um, yeah, I was playing Crash Bandicoot the other day, uh, the old version, having a little trouble seeing things, even 3D, and uh, you know. Being able to have someone do that on an old Genesis version or an old Genesis uh, design like this, it, it just made it well. I thought that was a very good design part of the game. Yeah, I thought that was. Really Gosh, cool. I wish I could. I, I had trouble explaining that. <laughs> like blah 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 blah. It's blah. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Your I know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, so in the genie level, I forgot to mention the background is really cool because you see a like a CRT TV. And you oh, also yeah. see a Sega Genesis actually in the background. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious that that's what they counted among the treasures. I that, that was great. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, do you remember facing off against Jafar and kind of how it's not too difficult once you get the hang of it, but man, at first it's it's kind of a nightmare. Yeah, I mean it's. I don't know. I, I, I felt like most of the boss battles up to that point weren't too bad. 
And uh, I don't know, I, I really like the... I thought that stage itself looked cool. All that gold kind of in the background. And, um, you know, with that snake and everything. But uh, I, I definitely... Th this to me is where I really, really enjoyed the Super Nintendo version more. The rest of it. <laughs> I will I, say the bosses... Capcom has their bosses oh down. Goodness. When it comes to boss design, Capcom is the king of 2D games when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, it, and, it, and coming off of all the Mega Man games... Yeah. yeah, I would say they have a better handle on bosses. Not that the bosses are too bad. I mean, Jafar has kind of this thing that sucks you in, and then uh, he shoots out these flames. Uh, and, th and then, you know, it's it's definitely, it's not too bad. Yeah, um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, all, all listeners out there, I love the Genesis version of Aladdin, but I really feel like that sword is just worthless half the time. And I feel like that's you end why I'm using the apples. A lot yeah. More. And I, and I it's feel like more for show. I feel like that's why everyone likes the Genesis version better is because, Oh, he has a sword. I'm like, yeah, but it's worthless. Well, but once you get past the sword, there's just so many little details. It's still a great game. And I, I will always say that, but I always, I felt like the, the get jumping the show. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I knew this day was going to happen. Go join the SNES podcast. Yeah, they want you. Yeah, I don't yeah. want you here anymore, man. Those guys probably like the Genesis version better. <laughs> and they might. I'm, but I'm, you know what? They're not Nick Stevens. I know, I know. But man, I just I tell you, I thought the boss battles in Super Nintendo were just, they're just fun. Like I said, that game's very easy. Um, you can, yeah. You can put it on normal or hard and you're going to get through it fine. But I just felt like it was so satisfying the way you jumped off things and kind of the, like I mentioned, the, the old school parkour and stuff. And I never felt like the hit detection was there for the sword. Uh, you definitely needed the apples to really do well on the Aladdin. And it stinks too because if you lose a life, you lose your apples too, right? <laughs> the Genesis version. So uh, you definitely don't want to lose oh, those yeah. lives if you can. Yes, sir. And I, yes, one sir. thing I will say about the last boss is. <laughs> you can kind of cheese him a little bit if you kind of stay off to the left side, and it, it's funny that you know you're you're not even looking at him at that point. You just see his projectiles flying at him, but you can uh, <laughs> you stay far enough away and, and uh, you can kind of avoid most of his attacks until he changes into the, the snake. Yeah, and just pelt apples at him as long as you've got enough apples. <laughs> you gotta get those. You're apples gonna do fine. <laughs> Eat your fruits. <laughs> That's right, an apple a day. We'll keep Jaffar, the Jafar away. Keep the Jafar away, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. So, yeah. Um, what else I have here? Wow, I was just looking at the end credits, and they even had, like, a whole section for CES event management. <laughs> well, yeah, when I watch the credits roll, you see that name Dave Perry a lot. Like, Dave Perry, Dave Perry, Dave Perry. Oh, man. Like, he's, I think he's, like, a millionaire now. Yeah. He went on to, uh, well, of course, Shiny did some big things. They even put out a... That Messiah MDK. game and MDK, which is really <laughs> cool. And then Bioware made the sequel to that. Yeah. Uh, and then they dissolved after, I think, the Matrix games. And I want to say he formed this uh, company called, uh, was it Gokai or something like that? And it was a streaming service, and Sony ended up buying them out. Yes, that's exactly right. And he right. made a ton yep. of money off of that. Yep, I remember that transaction. I didn't realize that was him, though. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. Oh, yeah. Um, I do have some notes here, just some little things I noticed in the game. Yeah, uh, really cool. just throw them away because you're off the show. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, go I, ahead. I thought it was a real nice touch when you were throwing apples at a guy swinging a sword. And uh, every now and then an apple would uh, come back at you kind of sliced in half. But that was really cool. Love those little attention to details. Um, there's a cool little dance Aladdin does after some of the levels where he kind of pumps his 
<laughs> fist down the ground. Yes. <laughs> Love that little dance. Love that. I like uh, uh, I like when someone throws little swords at you, and and if you hit it just right, you time your sword slash right, and hey, the sword is useful. You time it right, and uh, I think it I think it hits it back at them, or it disappears. I forget. But that sword can be useful um, when it comes to projectiles. Yeah. And uh, I kind of already went over this, but um, one in particular. I love the animations, and there's an animation. Like, it's so detailed to the fact that, you know, when you're going up those ropes in the first stage, the ropes that kind of take you flying real high in the air. Like, the whole time yeah. it's going up, Aladdin's just kind of shifting side to side. It's like, they, the developers didn't need to do that, but I thought that was so cool. Such good attention to detail i appreciate the, the crap out of that because you see it in earthworm gym you see it in a lot of the other games but i just thought that that made that game this is the first and this is i think this game really blew people away yeah. uh, and and i and i got to read reviews of the game which you're going to get to but uh spoiler alert people liked this game yes they did so and i do too just to make sure you know that don't tune me uh, out yet <laughs> but uh but yeah, so definitely some awesome stuff. I even, I even like threw a side by side picture up of the Super Nintendo version and the Genesis version, and looking at how Aladdin runs and the animations, and, and I know everyone says the colors in the Super Nintendo version are better. Super Nintendo version almost looks grainy compared to the Genesis version, and I, I just think colors aside, who cares? The Genesis version blows Super Nintendo out the water with the way this game looks and the way it. Uh, yeah, the, the the animation uh, is just super fluid. I will say one thing the SNES version has is uh, you get to that second stage. One of the coolest parts is you jump on a trampoline, and you don't see what's in the background, but there's this really cool uh, parallax scrolling effect. I would say there's like nine layers of <laughs> animation going. <laughs> you jump on this trampoline, you're suddenly on a rooftop, and there's this gorgeous vista, and then you see the palace off in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th thought that was a nice touch. Absolutely. But, yeah, most of the time, it's Sega Genesis version. Sega! <laughs> and if the Sega Genesis version didn't exist, people would be like, man, that SNES game is amazing. I, I feel the same way. I think people really hate on that game for no and reason. And for no reason, because uh, it's still a really solid game. Uh, I will say this. A lot of people prefer the SNES version purely on nostalgia and that happens with the Sega Genesis version too I would say but yeah it's, a lot of times it's whatever one you grew up with agreed agreed so yeah and and let me get your opinion you know you're you're definitely the leaning towards the Genesis version here did did you feel I just feel like the sword play wasn't as great as everyone makes it out to be. I just feel uh, like it's... I would, I would say I kind of wish the sword play, and, and maybe this is part of it, is the fact that you're dealing with a Disney game. And so the connection between your hits and the enemy, like, I think if it was a more mature game, then the hits could have been more solid yeah. and less puffy. <laughs> because they kind of disappear in a puff, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's I think that's the problem. I mean, when you hit him, when you pelt him with an apple, it's pretty solid. But it's because <laughs> it's still kind of non-violent. But with that sword, it's like, yeah, uh, we gotta make this. We gave him a sword, and uh, yeah, we don't want to kill these people. They're just gonna disappear. 
I mean, you, you start playing Earthworm Jim later and you get the whip. I mean, that's that's an awesome weapon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the cool didn't. whip. Yep. Whip. But anyways, that's my gripe about the sword. I guess I can get out of here. And yeah, then some. Can some sometimes let it I, go. Can, I can just take off. Let yeah. It go. I'll just take off. Just <laughs> take off. Alright, so graphics we covered. Awesome. Sound effects, music, awesome. Story follows oh. uh, the movie pretty well. Which is awesome. I would say, <laughs> I think the SNES version had like little animations during the cutscenes. I think if this game, maybe if it would have been released later in the Sega Genesis library, they could have included maybe a little more. Maybe. I think that maybe they should have done a Sega CD version, <laughs> probably with grainy <laughs> FMV, but that would have been cool too. <laughs> that could have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well, um, I don't have much else to say about the game itself. Unless you do. Um, no, not really. I think it's a one of the Sega Genesis library's best games, if I'm yeah. honest. Well, I guess that takes us to our next section here, uh, the Retrofitted Achievements. Hey! The Genesis Games Retrofitted Achievements. I have three. How many you got? Um, at least one. Nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll let you go first. I'll, I'll get all three of mine out of the way, and we'll let you have your your shiny. Maybe you'll think of one. Oh, uh, maybe here. I'll think of one. Yeah. I got one. I really like. I'll leave it for last here. Yeah. Okay. My, fir- my first one is uh, is genie a new gender, and that's finding the genie bathroom in the desert. And uh, got one here. It says uh, not so clever now, and that's defeating the clever thief without even getting hit, <laughs> which was pretty easy. Uh, you can kind of spam him with a low sword attack or just throw a lot of apples. And then my last one here is, uh, yeah, I got skills. What are you going to do about it? And this is, uh, don't move Aladdin. He will do some cool apple tricks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you ever seen yeah, those I YouTube videos? that animation. Yes. <laughs> I got skills. They're called editing. Yeah. It's <laughs> called just editing your video. Shh. I love that guy. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Okay, so I do have one. And it's, uh, oh, Al, I'm, I'm kind of fond of you. Oh, wow. kind of fond of you, kid. Not that I want to pick out <laughs> curtains or anything. And uh, that's, uh, I would say, get to your, your genie bonus stage and get an extra Al life. Get an extra life. Nice. So that's oh, one. Oh, Al. I love it. Oh, Al. Hey, watch out. We have that movie here around here somewhere. I need to watch it. Laddie. <laughs> <laughs> Right, guys. Okay, and so uh, another achievement is uh, I would say if you could beat this game without continuing, because this game's hard enough. I mean, you could say beat it without losing a life, but beat it without continuing, and it'd be uh, it can, or it's uh, he can be taught. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then one more is uh, complete one of the Apu levels, because those are kind of hard. And yeah, they uh, are. Very hard. Kiss the monkey. Ooh, furball. From the very end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, let's ask the big question here. Is Aladdin a gem? Is this game a Genesis gem? Is it good? Or is it garbage? What did the critics say? Ah, man. They believed it was. The Moby rank for this game was an 89 out of 100 critic score. Uh, one of the notable reviews has it uh, perfect. GamePro rated a hundred out of hundred, 
and it says hardcore gamers won't bust any calluses or find their gaming skills challenged by this game but most won't care aladdin's breakthrough animation and all the fun surprises waiting throughout the game make it an enjoyable play for anyone so that was pretty impressive from game pro and now we're going to go right into our listeners had a lot of feedback on this so guys i even made a comment on this i'm like uh, you all need to just kind of be patient because this is going to be a lot and I want to make sure <laughs> I get everything I possibly can. So take a big drink right here so I can get myself a nice uh, <laughs> wet palette. That's right. So I don't take lose my that moonshine. Here we go, moonshine, yeah. <laughs> so the first one comes in from Joe Copel. Joe says, this was all I knew growing up, so I got really good at this game and ended up beating the music. Ended up beating it. The music is great, platforming is okay, and combat feels really good too. I'd say it's good. Uh, Chris Card says, good, a little challenging at times, but it had a great sense of humor and wonderful animation, which, if I'm not mistaken, was done by actual Disney animators. You are not mistaken. And then uh, Christopher Kellogg says, man, this is 100% gym all day, every day. Uh, Steven Patterson says, devilishly tough, but very enjoyable. Timmy Max says, with a lot of memories and fun playing as a kid, I'd say a gym for sure. It was challenging and frustrating at times, but I still play it to this day. One of the memories that stands out was the differences between it and the SNES version, which I love both. Can't wait to hear what you guys think. Uh, Jesse Cleva says, definitely a gem. Jackson Sanal says, Genesis did what Nintendo on this one. Much better than the SNES version and a definite gem. Anthony Pig says, gem, a great game. One of the first I picked up after I got my Genesis several years ago. The character animations are great, and the music is fantastic. Draylon Russell says, Genesis version, Jim. SNES version, Dumpster Fire. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Bradley Smith says, Jim. Eric Purcell says, This is an undisputed Jim. It even beat Floyd Money Mayweather. <laughs> this was, I think we posted this right around that fight. <laughs> oh, wow, we did. You're right. Yeah. Uh, what a fight. What yeah, fight. you know. <laughs> Gabe Van Gilder says, This game was amazing and hard. Barely beat it. Also, my second favorite Disney movie, Lion King, being my all-time favorite. He says it's a gem. Uh, Sean Maldani says, um, gem. Peter Guzman says, super gem. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Bowen says, absolutely a gem. Some of the best animation on the Genesis. Great, rep- great representation of the film score and a lot of fun to play, though it was pretty tough. Andrew Coed says, this is probably second only to Castle of Illusion in the Genesis Disney game hierarchy in my opinion. Art and animation are beautiful and the gameplay is spot on. It stands well above the Super Nintendo version as well. I will be playing this with you guys over the next couple weeks. Always a good one to return to. All that said, just good. I kid. Of course it's a gem. Insert gavel noise here. Sega. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Ross Beck posts a picture of uh, that girl with the pink hair. <laughs> the what was that cartoon called? The, oh, is I that can't busy, get busy town. Or I I can't get the gift to work. Some kind of gym. my wife would know. Anyways, uh, Chris Vanderhoff re- replied to him. Says lazy wrong, town. Was it lazy town? Says wrong gym. Ross Beck. And then Eric Purcell says no. It's exactly the right one. <laughs> what is that gym? I I feel awful now. We gotta find this. Uh, was it uh, pink uh, hair gym? It, it was oh no, show. was it Barbie? Was it no? It was a. Uh, Type in pink, holograms? Maybe. You type in pink hair gym. You type in pink hair gym, you get a bunch of trolls from <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean gem like J E M, I was not looking, so I I, I, I don't know do what it is. Do not know. 
Oh, well, I feel real dumb now. But anyways. You know, that's a regular occurrence lately, especially trying to say the <laughs> SNES version of this game is better. Nice. Sorry. I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> Trevor Franklin says this game is just awful. It makes Uncanny X-Men on the NES look like a masterpiece. And by that, I mean it was absolutely one of my favorite games growing up. Love the graphics, gameplay, and especially that soundtrack. Wonderful gem that still holds up. Nathan Cooper says, a gem. It blows away the SNES version. Stephen Michael posted a very pixely kind of art version of uh, that dude from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with the Infinity Gems over him. What was that guy's name? Thanos. That was his name. <laughs> there you now. go. Bring on the Infinity Gauntlet, Eric Purcell says. Uh, Dan Biscalia says, as has been said countless times now, SNES version doesn't hold a candle to this one. Great game and one of those archetypal, what do you say? Arch something capcom flavored games of the 90s hey and Can so i was right if ross was uh, referring to gem and the holograms okay i, didn't I have to take was. away your 80s cred so, <laughs> sorry <laughs> i just didn't watch the girly shows <laughs> <laughs> ken kazama says as aladdin was a part of my all after school cartoon viewing the disney afternoon i thoroughly enjoyed this game i also enjoyed the completely different snes version as well the animation sound is on point. Jim for sure. I still play this often. Uh, Rafael F. Rivera says, Jim. Benjamin Murphy says, I suck at platformers, but Aladdin is still a great game. John Simmons says, great game. One of the best platformers on the system. Adam Miller says, great game. Definitely a gem. It's one of my favorite Disney games on the console. Not only did Virgin put out a great game, but it arguably beats Capcom's attempt for the SNES. I suck at the monkey stages, though. <laughs> Uh, Joshua so do Witt. I. Yeah, I, uh, they're not easy at all. Joshua Witt says, Diamond in the di Diamond in the Diamond in the Diamond in the Rough. <laughs> diamond uh, in the Rough. Clifton Wright says, Love this game. Beating the lava escape carpet level was a childhood triumph. Joshua Ty says, 100% a gem, and the SNES version is garbage, of course, compared to this masterpiece. I'm looking forward to your ranking of this game. Personally, I say it's definitely above Sonic the Hedgehog and possibly above Gunstar Heroes. Wow, okay. Jim Jones says, I'm sure it was great. Haha. <laughs> Brody Petal says, jaw-dropping animation, but the gameplay I thought was only okay, so I will, I will buck the trend and say it was only great. <laughs> Ariel Rodriguez says, fun, challenging game, and that's what it's all about. DZ Stokes says, gonna go gem on this. A dusty, dirty gem that looks like it has something written on the side. John Wedgworth says, I love it. Some of the smoothest animation in the entire generation. Julian Brentlinger says, gem. I think we can all agree on that. Jeff Weber says, 100% gem. Chris Vanderhoff says, 200% gem. Also platformer. Awesome platformer. So much better than the SNES version. Many fond memories of playing this with my friends. If I can only go back in time, no responsibility. And then I said, man, this is going to be a long segment to read on the show. <laughs> All right, Alex Burr says, it's a gem for sure. Josh Dykeman says, gem, very fun game that has held up well over the years. Michael Kelso says, people have a lot to say about this game. Why? I'll never know. And the very last one from Sir Chadwick Hall. He says, gameplay and music is amazing. Love this game on the Genesis. I thought the SNES had a better had better levels, but it's a toss up of which is better. Wow, that was a lot of reading. Woo, that's about more feedback than we've gotten on most games. I yeah, uh, big time. I th I think that beat probably Sonic too when we went over that. 
But wow, guys. Uh, heavy Nova. <laughs> it sure did. You're not kidding. So even though, even though I like the SNES version better, I still think this game's a gem. Uh, this game's awesome. And please don't get me wrong, I, I, I love it. But I just feel like the parkour style that I keep calling the SNES version just was just more fun to me. And maybe it is nostalgia. I won't I won't say it's not. But anytime I pick these two games, I will have more fun with the SNES version than I will the Genesis version. Though the Genesis version is still a gem, I think the animation is great. I think the platforming is great. Not a big fan of the sword play. That's okay. Um, thought the music was great. It's a great game to pop in and play. I, I play it quite often when I go through rotations in my Genesis games. So it's definitely a gem to me. So how about you, Aaron? Yeah, uh, I think it's undeniably a gem uh, from the graphics, which were the some of the best that you would see on the Sega Genesis. Absolutely. Uh, best animation by far, better than the SNES version. Very fluid gameplay, uh, clever design. You were never bored playing this game. I, I couldn't think of a dull moment uh, while going through the game. Often you'll play certain platformers and there's sections of the game that are kind of a slog or they feel like a, a weak transition. In this game, moment to moment, you're, you're always having fun. You're always uh, doing something interesting within the platform genre. And the music is there. Reminds you of the movie straight away. It's undeniably the movie that you feel as you play the game. And the music, while it's not my favorite, uh, I, I still think they did a great job. I think Tommy Tallarico still did a good job with uh, the tools he was using. And I think my favorite song is still the, the lava music, which comes <laughs> back later. I just really like that song. And I think, yeah, it's it's absolutely a gem. I think it deserves a place right along the other great titles, great platformers on the Sega Genesis. Absolutely. Well, guys, we're going to lay the gavel down here. And Aladdin for the Genesis is a gem. So uh, here comes the hard part, ranking this one. Um, well, I'll rank it above the SNES version. What about <laughs> you, <laughs> Nick Stevens? No, sorry. <laughs> uh, that's okay. So uh, I, I, I think I kind of want to look at this compared to the other platformers on our, on our list. So as you go down, you know, number one, we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I don't think it's better than Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I don't think it's better than I Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, looking at that list there, I would probably play it more often <laughs> than the first Sonic the Hedgehog, but that's just because I've played that game so many times and yeah. I'm a little sick of Green Hill Zone. <laughs> but uh, I would put it above Golden Axe and right below Earthworm Jim is where I would put it. Thank you. Thank you. So that that is definitely not an argument for me. I was hoping you wouldn't say it was better than Earthworm Jim. No, <laughs> I, I like Earthworm Jim just a little bit more Wonderful. because it was original. Yes, and that's one of my favorite games of all time. So I'm glad it's still in the top ten for now. <laughs> yeah. So episode 61, Aladdin is now number seven on our list. So to give you a little recap of our list real quick, number one, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, number two, Gunstar Heroes, number three, Sonic the Hedgehog, number four, NBA Jam, number five, Rocket Knight Adventures, number six, Earthworm Jim, and then number seven's Aladdin, with number eight, Golden Axe, following up right behind it. So, and then nine is Shadowrun, and ten is Streets of Rage. Yep. And if you want to look at the rest of the list, go to GenesisGemsPodcast.com. 
and click on the ranking link and it will take you there and stay tuned for next episode where nick stevens will continue to break hearts everywhere <laughs> probably <laughs> and, and we'll probably cover another multi-platform game where he'll say the snes version's better oh I, you know what's funny the, <laughs> the, the, the next game we're playing you know what the next game we're playing is i have no idea let me guess it's gonna be true lies no 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 I no I, I, I gotta re- jurassic park i gotta no, reconfirm the date but this is a patreon pick with a special guest Oh, and it's gonna be Dan Tolan, That's and we're right. gonna be playing Flashback. That's right. And you is, know what? It's a game I've never played, so and that'll that's be fun. Say it right out of the gate. That's already a superior version, better than the SNES version. Yep. So we'll be doing that. And we also got a Patreon episode coming up. I don't know what we're playing yet, Aaron. We got to figure that out for the end of the month. Ooh, maybe, so. yeah, maybe we should do something that we haven't done in a while or or a system we haven't done that's sega related maybe arcade who knows Ooh, that sounds fun we'll figure it out yeah definitely i posted a little thing on patreon page saying hey what do y'all want us to play and i haven't heard anything back yet so thought maybe they could pick for us but haven't heard back so. an sg 1000 game <laughs> a system we have virtually we have no nostalgia for because it was japanese only exactly <laughs> So yeah, episode 61 of the Genesis Gems is in the books. Aladdin is a gem. Awesome. Well, that was a long time coming, man. Sorry for all the <laughs> cancellations. Oh, that's one. okay. I felt bad. That one night I just completely forgot. I was laying on the couch and we were watching Daredevil on Netflix, which I've been addicted to that show. <laughs> and I look up and it was like 11 o'clock and I was like, <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> but uh, anyways, guys, make sure you go check us out if you haven't already on all of our social media all of the other things we're connected with with Patreon. Really appreciate everyone who is supporting us on Patreon. Keep that up. We're uh, almost right there where everything is completely free and nothing out of our pockets. So we definitely appreciate that. But a huge help. Um, it's been great to not have to delete any of our old episodes to keep Podomatic running. I was afraid we're going to have to do that. Don't have to do it anymore. So we really appreciate your all's help. Uh, and check us out at All of our links are at the bottom. Patreon's all over the place because I want to make sure you all see that. And make sure you go there often because we update it. We have uh, great uh, f- Facebook groups, facebook.com slash groups slash Genesis Gems. Great interaction. People are posting stuff all the time. It's a great community. We don't let uh, any name calling or anything like that happen. I uh, haven't seen that really happen at all, so that drama hasn't even really unfolded. But no, if it does, I, I will nip it in the bud immediately because I want to make sure that's a good place for everyone just to kind of come hang out positive. There's so much negative junk in this world. Let's keep it positive. Have a fun time there. I'm going to go in a rant. <laughs> but anyways, really appreciate it. I'm glad Aaron's safe. I know he's down there in Texas. Um, yes, a, now we got to worry about Florida. Exactly. i got a, my stepmother and my stepbrother are down there right now uh, getting ready for that. So, um, yeah, definitely thoughts and prayers all over the world for that kind of stuff. So Absolutely. Yeah. All you listeners that are in Florida right now, wish you the best. And with that, I don't have much else to say. You got anything else to say, Aaron? I don't. Just uh, stay safe out there, guys. Absolutely. Well, guys, we will catch you later. Later.
Thank you for being a gem Played you once and now I'm back again We would like to give a big thank you to the following patrons. Chris Vanderhoff, Jared Adams, Daniel Tolan, Andrew Coed, Tyler J, Stephen Govditch, Brody Peddle, Otto Gregerson, Rob Luther, Jim Jones Jim, Matt Daly, NZ17, Brett Hill, Ross Beck, Alex, Bastian Nocera, Alex Ray, Jason Wilson, Bradley Smith, Trevor Franklin, Andy Layton, John Grayson, Joshua Witt, Landon Long, and Michael.